Hey there, welcome to the Reversing Diabetes Podcast with Delane MD. So this is episode number 185. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. If you're looking for strategies to live diabetes-free and a naturally healthy life, you're in the right place. Today, we're going to talk about doing the damn thing. So anybody who listens to country music, I listen to a lot of country music. You know what? I listen to a lot of music and a lot of people have judgment about the music I listen to. And I don't even care. Like everything, it just is funny to me. People have like opinions and it's whether it's rock music or my country music, people have opinions about it. But there is an artist, Walker Hayes, and he has a song where he talks about doing the damn thing. And every time I talk about doing the damn thing, and even within the group, it's like doing the damn thing. This is the song that's running through my head. So we're going to talk about that today and kind of a five-step strategy to help you figure out how to do it, right? This is the season. I always, it's a joke. In medicine, there is a period of time that we as uh, residents and as training physicians understood that it was like the most dangerous time of the year to be in the hospital. And it was when the entering resident class started uh, because they were new and they were practicing medicine. And although there was solid oversight, they just weren't as seasoned and practiced and didn't have the experience that uh, the more experienced physicians did. So it was like the most dangerous time of the year to be in the hospital for anything acute. So February, I feel like is the most dangerous time of the year in a similar sense for New Year's resolutions. And if you read the um, Instagram post uh, where I told folks, you know, where I, you know, announced that this would be the time that we're recording it. That's exactly what I said. If you feel like your new year's resolution is waxing and waning, this five-step strategy is really going to be helpful to get you there, to get you back to a point where you're like seeing the evidence that things are working and moving. Even if you've spent the last five weeks trying to reverse your type two diabetes and you can't possibly understand why it's not reversed yet. So, um, we're going to talk about that, how to do the damn thing. Before I get started, I do want to mention a number of things. One, if you're on medications, please be very careful about making the lifestyle modifications and the dietary modifications that I recommend. It's not that they're the wrong thing. It's just, you've been medicated because the way you previously ate, if you start eating differently, you're going to need different medications. You're going to need to adjust those medications like you're adjusting your diet. So you need to have a very clear line of communication with your medical provider so that you can give them a call and say, Hey, listen, these are my blood sugars. This is what's happening. Can I make any adjustments? What adjustments would you recommend I make to my medications? These are questions you're going to need to ask your medical provider. So you're going to need to have that communication set up with them. So if you are on medications, it can be dangerous to you to start making these lifestyle modifications without having the guidance of somebody to help you come off those medications or make medication adjustments in a safe way. So please give them a call. Let them know you're going to do this before you start making these changes. Um, be careful understanding that those meds can make you sick and not because you need to stay on the meds, but more because you've been medicated for the way you previously ate. When you adjust that, you need to adjust your meds too, to keep yourself safe. So be careful. The other thing I want to mention is there is going to be a webinar. We're going to be talking about desires, right? Again, this is the season. February is the time of year where we start having really willpower breakdown and self-discipline breakdown because we've been leaning on that so heavily to manage our desires and our food choices. The webinar that I'm going to have, the Delane MD webinar on February 15th at 4 p.m. Central Time. I know I have, I don't know that I've firmly committed to that publicly yet, but that is 
the date, February 15th, 4 p.m. It will be broadcasted just like this on YouTube, which means you can go to the YouTube channel, the Delane MD YouTube channel, and you can watch this re the, the webinar recording whenever you have time. If you can't make it to the, that'll be there. But if you can make it, you, it will be February 15th. That's a Wednesday in the afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Time. And if you have questions as I'm working through things, as I'm presenting the information, or if you have questions afterwards, I'll, you know, there'll be a time for questions, but there will also be a time for coaching. So if you are like, no, I've been doing these things and I'm struggling to get it done. Great. Come on, come on, get the coaching that you need to move past that. Okay. Cause that's where the, again, you uh, all don't need me to tell you not to eat chocolate cake. Y'all know that. You need to figure out why this desire, why you're caving into that desire and eating it anyway, because that's the, that's the part that has to be fixed to really create long-term changes. You can willpower your way through it. You can self-discipline your way through it, but it will only last so long. And then at some point you'll be like, this is a bunch of crap. And if you've had the history of, I do it for a while and then I drop off. I've changed it once before, but then I, after a year, I just couldn't do it anymore. This is what, this is what will help you. This webinar is for you. So if you want to be there live, you need to send me an email, delane at delanemd.com. You can send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. You can put a post if you don't mind posting your email address on the um, YouTube, like the place where this webinar or where my current podcast right now that I'm recording is being posted. You can put it in the comment section there and I will get you on that mail list. So um that's the way to get the information to do the webinar. Webinar, February 15th at 4 p.m. Central Time. And then last, well, there are two things. One, follow me on Instagram and Facebook because that's where you can get this information. That's also where you can get a hold of me through messaging very easily. Um, same with YouTube. You know, if you follow, if you subscribe to YouTube, you're going to get, or to the Delane MD channel on YouTube, you're going to get notified when I go live with these things. So I highly recommend doing that. The last thing, if you would be so kind rate the podcast, review the podcast, tell your friends about the podcast. If you are getting help from this podcast, if you are getting help from the information with this podcast, it will be presented to more people who are looking for the same help you are getting if you're rating it, reviewing it, and telling people about it. So if you would be so kind, if this podcast is helping you, man, post it. You can post it on whatever social media you use. You can share it, just post the link. People need this help. They need to hear that this is possible. And that is what the mission of this podcast is really to do, to let people know that they do not have to be tied to the healthcare system in America, that they can be naturally healthy, that they can be diabetes-free. Let others know that. If you're getting benefits from this, if you're seeing benefits from this, please share it. For those of you who I know are sharing it already, thank you so much. All right. So the prompt for this podcast, the like start of this podcast has really been something that was over a year ago that was happening. So about a year ago, December, probably of 2021, I started realizing that my body, I, when I looked at my physique, I did not like it. My weight was where I wanted it to be. In fact, my weight was the lowest it had ever been in my life and something that I had never thought was possible. And it wasn't hard. Keeping my weight there had become very easy. It was not hard to keep my weight there. But when I looked at my body, there was no form. There was no muscle. And I just didn't like the shape of it. So I realized I needed to start putting on some muscle. So I contacted a friend of mine who was a um, 
trainer. And I said, Hey, what would you recommend if I wanted to put muscle on here and here and here? And they gave me recommendations for exercises. They did ask how much protein I was eating. And I had no idea at that point because I didn't really collect data on my food anymore. Once my numbers reversed and it wasn't immediately after my numbers reversed, but once I reached the goals, which was normal insulin level, normal blood sugar level, and the weight that I wanted, I really knew how I could eat. So I didn't need to collect specific data anymore. So I didn't do that. I hadn't done that in probably a year, year and a half. So I kind of made a guesstimate. I was like, well, this is what I typically eat. And I realized, of course, that my protein level was substantially lower than needed than it needed to be to put on muscle. So um, I had to make some adjustments there and I did. So over the last year, I've been making adjustments to that, whether it be adding different exercises, adding more weight, um, adding more protein. It's just been a progression, a series of changes. It's been a process. Um, so this most recent kind of alteration and changes I've made, uh, really started about eight weeks ago. I go to the gym most mornings. It's never been a problem for me to go to the gym. I've had a gym membership, I think since I was 19 or 20 years old. So for, for many, many years, I've been a pretty regular work person who works out. Um, meaning I work out pretty regularly and, you know, I've, I know the people at my gym cause I've gone there. I know I mean, I'm familiar with the gym. That was, has never been an issue for me to do the gym part. And let me remind you guys, like 19 years ago, up until my late thirties. So for 20 years, that was the time that I was breeding, building and becoming insulin resistant. Okay. That's the time where I ended up with prediabetes and extra weight that I didn't want on my body. So I want everybody to hear that, like, you're not going to go to the gym and undo the foods that you're eating and undo the disease in your body. That's not how it works. Okay. So I have always been good with the gym. It's never been an issue for me to make it to the gym. And that's okay. If you're not one of those gym people, you don't have to be that to reverse your type two diabetes. You're going to get more bang for your buck by making dietary changes. Just so everybody hears that. But I go to the gym most weekdays. Sometimes I go on the weekends too, but usually I try to do outdoor stuff on the weekends. There is a woman who's consistently at the gym. Most days, I can't think, I mean, like maybe there are days I don't notice her there, but I can probably rely that she's going to be at the gym the days that I'm there. So she's lovely. She is a petite little thing and a bundle of muscle. Like everything's toned on that woman. Everything is toned on her. She doesn't look... um like uh competitive like bodybuilder toned she just has this smooth tone and muscle to all parts of her body i look at her physique and i'm like i that's that's what i'm looking for that is what i would like to have so this woman is in her i mean she's not 20 right she's not 18 19 20 25 26 28 she's probably mid to late maybe early 40s somewhere in that age range So I saw her and I saw her physique and I'm like, I think, I mean, like, there's no reason I can't have that. I had the belief that I could do that also. So I ruminated on this belief for a while. Like I could do that. And I started doing things that I thought would work. Like, so I downloaded or I subscribed to um, a workout plan and I was like, okay, I'll start doing that. And it was a great workout plan and it probably did add some muscle. It hasn't gotten me the whole way there. Right. So that workout plan ended a few weeks ago. And so again, I'm at the gym and I'm seeing this lady and I'm like, 
I've had it in my brain, like that I should just go ask her what she does. Like, what does she do for workout? What's her strategy? What's her philosophy? And what does she eat? And as that, like almost this place of, I don't know what to do. Confusion has built. I actually have had the thought, like I, at one point I was like, all right, tomorrow I'm just doing it. I'm going to go ask her. What is it that she does? So I imagined the conversation and the conversation as I was thinking about it, I was like, I'm going to go ask her. I'm going to ask her what she does. I'm going to change everything about what I'm doing. I'm going to do that. And then I'll have the body that she has. And I imagine the conversation looking like I eat a lot of protein. I eat hundred to 120 grams of protein a day. Oh, I know that I should be doing that. You know, you should eat two grams per kilogram of body weight to build that muscle. Okay. I already know that part. I'm sure that she's going to tell me that I have to eat chicken breast and broccoli all day long. Okay. Yeah. I already know that part. I'm sure she's going to tell me that I need to be consistent in my workouts. Okay. I already know that part too. And I'm sure she's going to tell me that I probably need to lift heavier. And again, I, I already have that in my head. Like this is the imagined conversation going in my head. So I first had to believe, and then I kind of imagined this conversation. There was nothing new coming out of this conversation. There wasn't like a, a paucity of information. There wasn't like a lack of information there, right? I had information. So then I had to stop. I think it's so important to pause in this, in this part of, in this part of the process, right? Like there's five steps I'm going through here. It's the imagination. It's the, or I'm sorry, it's the belief, the imagination, the answering of questions or questioning, and then answering the questions, collecting data and making adjustments. And we're going to go through that. But pausing here where you have the imagined, the, the information that you already have, and then questioning yourself. This is the money question. The money question is why am I not seeing the same results? If I believe that this is what she's going to tell me, and I imagine that this is what she's going to tell me, and I know that this is probably like makes a lot of sense. That's what I know too. Why am I not getting the same results? So I had to answer that question, right? Am I doing the things? Yes or no? If so, how frequently am I doing the damn thing, right? How frequently is she doing the damn thing? Is she doing the things the same way I'm doing the things? How is she doing that? Right. So the answers I kind of came up with were, am I doing it? Well, yeah. And my brain, I'm like, yeah, you're doing it. Like you're not out eating Dairy Queen ice cream cakes every day. You're not, not going to the gym, right? Like you're going to the gym, you're doing the things you don't miss workouts. Even if maybe sometimes in the morning, I want to go to the gym. I definitely get the workout in, in the afternoon. So I'm doing the damn thing there. How frequently Am I doing it versus how frequently is she doing it? So the workout did need some adjustments when I thought about what is she doing and what am I doing? But the eating probably was more the thing that I needed to get consistent on. When we think about frequency, how consistent are we in doing the thing that we need to do? So for her, like my brain, I'm like, oh, I bet she's eating like chicken breast and broccoli probably most of the time. If I compare that to what I'm doing, how frequently am I eating that? How frequently am I getting unnecessary carbohydrates into my diet? And again, guys, like I'm not, I just, I don't eat, like I'm, there aren't days where I lose my marbles and go out and eat donuts. Those days are past for me. And it's not because I don't think donuts are amazing. They're tasty and delicious. It's not because I don't think wheat thins are amazing. It's not because I don't think French fries are amazing. It's because 
I don't like the way they make my body feel. I don't only believe the story that they're amazing. I actually look at the entire story and that's part of like desire work. And that's part of the stuff that we're going to go into whenever we have that meeting or the webinar on the 15th. So show up for that if you want to learn that strategy. But when I thought about how frequently am I overeating or like eating more fruits, how frequently am I getting more potatoes, whether they be white potatoes or sweet potatoes in my life, things like, um, on, you know, unflavored popcorn, like air pop popcorn, how much am I getting that in my diet? And again, that's not typically something I would consider like a huge excursion from the things that I eat. How frequently am I getting those things in my diet? How frequently is she getting those? I imagine what's the difference between those two spaces. And in my head, I'm like, well, I bet, you know, like I'm probably like 75% of the time doing what she's doing and the other 25% of the time, maybe that's the part that I need to clean up and change. And then the other questions that I asked myself or answers that I gave myself is how is she doing things differently? Are her weights, like, is she doing heavier weights? So is she doing a harder workout? So I did definitely find that I was like, oh, I definitely have fallen into the category of doing a lighter worker, workout, less progressive weight added, which is that's what builds muscle. So I'm like, oh, I'm doing less of that because I wanted the easier workout. I didn't want to do it so hard. I didn't want to work so hard. So when I thought about the things, when I answered the question, why am I not seeing the same results? These are the things that I came up with. So then I had to start collecting data. Okay. This having data is so helpful. And you guys hear me say this all the time. You're going to collect data, how many carbs you eat, you're going to measure your blood sugars to it. Right? Like I had to do the same thing in my head. I was collecting it in my head for a while. There was a time period where I would collect data Again, like I've been keeping a journal for almost a year about my workouts, but not consistently collecting the data for my workouts. So I would start a program, set the program out like Mondays, leg days, you know, Tuesdays, arms, Wednesdays, back, whatever it would be. I would set the program that I was going to do, but then I want to collect the data day to day doing the program. So that's where I missed things like I'm not doing a progressively heavier workout. I'm really plateauing, which means I'm not going to build any more muscle. So that was good to know, but I had to collect the data. So when we do it in our head, guys, we do a really bad job of this. Our brains do an awful job at recalling this information. So give yourself permission to write it down, to collect the data. Okay. So one was collecting the data on how many grams of proteins I was eating a day. And then two was collecting data on the exercise. So over the last few weeks, I've been doing this. And my brain has immediately went to, like my brain went to, why am I not a bundle of muscle? Why is it not working? What's wrong? Why am I not doing it right? What's going wrong? What's wrong with me? Then I had to answer, baby girl, baby girl, what is wrong is it's been two days. You've done it consistently for two days in a row. That's why you're not a bundle of muscle yet. Right. And you can't get that information if you're not actually collecting the data, right? In your brain, you're like, I'm doing it. I've done it forever. No, you've done it for two days consistently. And of course, you're not going to get those results in two days. That's what's happening right now. This is why the New Year's resolution is in such a precarious situation in the middle of February, right? Because we're like, what? I've been doing it for four, six weeks, whatever it is. I've been doing it. Why have I not undone decades of bad health decisions in six weeks? Seriously, because it's only been six weeks. You got to give your body time to do it differently. Okay. So after you're collecting the data, then you got information to make adjustments on. So for me, 
again, like my brain wants to go, oh, it's not working. It's all falling apart. Why isn't it, you know, happening for me, baby girl, it's not happening because you've done it consistently for two days. That's what I had to figure out a few weeks, like a week and a half, two weeks ago, baby girl, it's not working because you've done it for a couple of days. Give yourself some space. Okay. So in the last year, again, like this conversation and this work with this, you know, seeing this woman and seeing her physique and me wanting that physique and making kind of a, um, a plan to get there has happened really over the last month or two. But this work has really been going on for me for the last year. Okay. So I've had to collect data and make adjustments, right? So Collecting data looked like initially, like back in December of last year of 2021, like, hey, baby girl, you're eating like literally 50 grams of protein a day. It's no wonder you're not building muscle. So you're going to have to adjust how you eat. So that's an adjustment, right? I had to collect the data and then make adjustments. I had to adjust my eating times. I had to adjust what I was eating and how I was eating. I had to adjust my workouts, right? Like previously, I was like, I went for a walk and like did some yoga, right? <laughs> Isn't that enough? No, that's probably not enough to overload your muscles progressively to build muscle, right? You could build muscle and there could be work out there, but the way I was doing it was definitely not doing it. wasn't getting it done. I had to adjust my sleep. I had to adjust my meditation. I had to adjust all the things. I had to collect the data and make tweaks here and there versus what my brain wanted to do, right? Like a couple of weeks ago, it's not working. Nothing's happening. Something's wrong. I'm broken. It's not going to work. I'm never going to get there. My brain totally went there because that's the way the human brain does it. Nothing's broken about my brain. If your brain's doing it here in early February, nothing's broken about your brain. This is the way the brain works. Okay. So many different options to adjust when you actually look at the data you've collected. Okay. So for me and my workouts, things that I could adjust, like frequency of my workout, right? Am I doing the muscles that I want to build, am I doing it frequently enough during the week? Am I doing it too frequently? Although that's probably less likely. Um, consistency. Am I consistently? That's the biggest thing about frequency, right? Like there's an exercise physiologist and he will tell you frequency is way more important than the type of exercise or the weight amount that you have. It's great to see that consistency is way more important than the type of anything or amount of anything you're doing. Where I do this with type two diabetics, consistency in avoiding processed foods is way more important than the type of food you are eating outside of that. Okay. So what I mean by that is people will be like, oh, I can't, I can't possibly, you know, I was told not to eat bananas, but Vaughn said, Delane said, I can eat bananas. I didn't get diabetes because of my banana problems. So I'm going to cut out the candy, but I'm going to start eating bananas because that's probably not what caused my type two diabetes. You're going to get way more bang for your buck in reversing your type two diabetes by cutting out the candy than getting really tweaky and, and, and specific about bananas and fruits and all those things. Cut out the candy, consistently cut out the candy. I'm not talking about for five or six days. I'm not, I'm not even talking about five or six weeks. Consistently cutting out the candy is going to give you way more results than whether you ate 50 grams of carbs a day or 75 grams of carbs a day. Cut out that candy. Consistently cutting out that candy is going to get you those results a lot quicker. So the frequency and the consistency is something that can be adjusted. The types of things or exercise for me, the types of exercises I was doing can be adjusted. The food I was eating and how to get more protein in my diet were things that needed to be adjusted. So applying this all to reversing your type two diabetes, you're going to look at your belief. You're going to look at how you can imagine this can be done. You're going to question what you're doing and what that imagination, that imagined 
person would be doing. You're going to collect data and you're going to make adjustments. Those are the five steps. So if you're listening to this podcast, you already believe that it's possible for you to live without type 2 diabetes, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, okay? You believe that that's at least somewhere in the realm of a possibility for you. So imagine what it would be like if you could live with type 2 diabetes or without type 2 diabetes, imagine what that would be like. If you're not sure, but you believe that it might be possible, look to others who are already doing it, right? That's what I did in the gym. For me, it was like, I believed that it could be possible that I could get more muscle. And I looked to somebody who I saw already doing it, right? Like this work for me started way before I saw this woman at the gym. I believed it was possible. But then when I did find an example of somebody doing it, I had an imagination about what I imagined what she was doing, right? So maybe for you, one, you can look like I'm doing this, I'm living without type two diabetes. I had insulin resistance and I don't anymore. My numbers and my biomarkers are all within normal range and optimal range. So you can look to me as an example and you can look to my clients. There are plenty of podcasts where I have interviewed clients, go and check them out, listen to their story, imagine how they're doing it. And then you have to question, what are you doing right now? And how is it different from what these people who are doing the thing, doing the damn thing, right? The people who are getting the results that you're wanting, what are you doing and what are they doing and what's the difference? What's the gap between those two spaces, okay? And then you start implementing those things and you start collecting the data. Give yourself permission to collect the data. You know, this, again, your brain's gonna wanna go to like, what's wrong? Why is it not working? Well, again, it's not working because you've collected data for five or six weeks in the first part of 2023, and maybe you haven't reversed your insulin resistance. That's just because you haven't done it long enough. Nothing's broken. Give yourself permission to continue to collect the data and work the system, okay? And then working the system is really adjustments, okay? So what does that mean? Adjustments mean like, okay, I cut out. Your thing was like, oh, Vaughn never eats processed foods. So I'm never going to eat processed foods. But she said I didn't get diabetes because of my banana problem. So I've been eating three bananas a day. And my fasting blood sugars went from... 160 in the morning down to 130, but I know I need to get it lower than 130. I guess it's not working. I ought to go back to eating all the processed foods. Nope. Your brain's going to want to go there. Your brain's going to want to tell you it's not working. Look at the data and see what you could possibly change. If you find that you have cut out all the processed foods, that's awesome. Great. But you've maybe started eating three bananas a day because remember Vaughn said you didn't get diabetes from your banana problem. Maybe three bananas is too much. Maybe you've went from eating, you know, 250, 300 grams of carbs per day down to only eating 100 grams of carbs per day. But maybe that 100 grams of carbs per day isn't enough to reverse your type 2 diabetes. Maybe it is working. It's just not getting you to the goal because you still need to make adjustments. Okay. If you're eating three grand or three bananas a day, that's probably too many. You're probably going to have to cut that down. Okay, fine. So you make those adjustments, you tweak, you make minor tweaks, you test them out for seven to 14 days and you see what the results are. And then you make minor tweaks and you test them out for seven to 14 days and you see what results you get. And over that period of time, you gain ground in your health. You become, you collect better biology and you become that naturally healthy version of yourself. So this is what I do in my group. This is what I do in the Delane MD program. I help women figure out how to eat in a way that 
reverses their type two diabetes. If that is something you are ready to do, if that's something you're interested in, if you're ready to make that investment in yourself and get the help you need, send me a message, Delane at DelaneMD.com. We will set up a time for a consult. You'll see how it works and we'll get you started. Okay. There is help to guide you through this. You can totally do it without the help. If you're like ready to invest in getting yourself the help there and being sure that you're there, let me know, sign up for the program. There is like, I always tell people there's a guarantee. I will guarantee the results that you get at the end of your program. If you have, there are two things you have to do. You have to send me a log every day and you have to show up for coaching once a week. If you do those two things for your 26 weeks and you don't get the results that you're looking for or start moving in that direction, right? Most people will reverse their A1C in that time, but you're going to be moving in that direction and have a clear plan of what you need to keep doing. That doesn't happen for you at the end of the 26 weeks. I give your money back because those two things alone is what makes it happen. If you have the resources to invest in that guarantee, it's worth its weight in gold. Go for it. Let me know. Delane at DelaneMD.com. I'm happy to set you up. If you have any questions about this, aren't sure about the strategies that I talk about or have any other questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Delane at DelaneMD.com. Um, something I didn't mention earlier, there is a free group on Facebook. It's reversing diabetes with Delane MD. Just ask for, um, entrance. I have to like, okay, you to get in, which always seems silly to me, but I do that about once a week I go through and I, uh, give people access and, um, it's a great community, uh, where there's a lot of good conversation. So if that's something you're interested in, don't hesitate to look for that. Reversing diabetes with Delane MD on Facebook is the name of the group. I hope you found this helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. I'll be back next week. Bye-bye.